follow me and ponder the question. What if? Guys and gals, geeks and gamers, you're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, where we create community and conversation across the universes of faith and fandom. Hello, 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 everyone, my beautiful friends. It is your lovely lady, Swati, here with the Nerd of Godcast. I am very excited to be gathered here with such attractive people, both inside and outside. How are we doing today, Nerd of Godcast? Fantastic. Fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. I could tell that from the very low energy with which you received me today. We're great! It was evident. (laughs) Wonderful. excitement to be alive. Wonderful! You know what? We're alive. We're breathing. We no one here has died from the Delta variant, and I think that that means we have things to be grateful for. Not yet, anyway. Well, but, well. <laughs> well, I'm very excited that we get to be here tonight on this lovely Florida evening with the thunder and lightning and intense humidity um, to talk about some what if scenarios. But I am not going to be doing it alone. Nay, nay. I am joined by some of my favorite people, one of them being the man, the myth, the legend himself, the pastor of disaster, the right Reverend Tony Talavera. Oh, my goodness. What a fantastic introduction. Thank you for having me tonight, Lismati. Thank you for being here, kind sir. And then moving along the table, she is lovely and well-dressed at all times. It's kind of annoying. It is Alexandra Murica. <laughs> That's kind of like the nicest backhanded compliment I've ever gotten. (laughs) Moving along, often imitated but never successfully duplicated. Science has tried. It is Quentin Gregory. Nafu, Gregory. (laughs) Gregory. In this this alternate universe, he's Gregory (laughs) Nafu. That's what happens when science tries to recreate him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 Gurgle. Some ASMR for our fans out there. Made me very uncomfortable, so we're moving on. Last but not least, she is my personal favorite, my right-hand gal, the beautiful, the lovely, the very hyperactive, also kind of annoying, Julia Cameron Colazzo. Hello. <laughs> what a spicy and, intro. And, and before, before we keep going, I'll say hi to Mr. Nicholas Sadler. Hi, Nick. Hi. Hello. Wait, and wait. hello, uh. special shout out to that Florida rain that just don't stop for no gosh dang reason. <laughs> Can we say gosh dang on this podcast? Oh, I did. We so have no, it's we have too to, late now. We have to bleep it out. Explicit. <laughs> I feel like if we bleep it out, it'll make it a lot worse. <laughs> I do what I want. How's everybody feeling tonight? Fantastic. Yeah, Hyperactive, apparently. The jellies. That's just been my personal experience. But I just ate a giant blueberry muffin, so I'm on top of the world. Mm. I love blueberry muffins. Honestly, I same. once I once ate a blueberry muffin, and then I kind of started I started turning blue, and then blowing up. Are you? You're having, turning violet, violet. Are you having Violet Beauregard <laughs> fantasies again? No. Oh, maybe it was a dream. I've heard. He's I've wearing a. It was all well. a dream. Neff, Neff, put down the fizzy lifting drink. I'm so blue. I was you stole fizzy lifting drinks. <laughs> Lisa sing, sing that louder, please. No, no, no. Oh, that was amazing. Let, let the people catch it. <laughs> if they can, let them catch it if they can. Lisa Mati's song is the Delta variant. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to catch it, guys. It's, it's wonderful. 
But you know what, guys? Um, it, before we move on, anybody have anything? They really. Uh, Julia's making motions that indicate either something's physically coming out of your body, or you have things that you need to share. Are you all right there, my friend? Hopefully, the second one. I was trying to tag Alexandria because during that whole mess, she was trying to say something. Oh, Alexandria, what is it? What do we got? We've moved past the moment. It's okay. <laughs> oh no, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Next time, be more aggressive with your weird. This is the thing. But if we're all well and no one has any pressing matters to get to, I think we need to go ahead and address something very exciting that's coming up, my friends. Do you know what it is? What my is birthday. Incorrect, Neferi. My birthday. My birthday. My birthday. My birthday. Alexandria, when's your birthday? On the 23rd. Look at that. Exactly 10 days after hers. Mine is on the 13th. And, and mine is on the 14th. It is such a birthday-tastic August wow. for the Nerd of God no, okay. yeah, thank you. Did you say group? But <laughs> 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 it's birthday in Spanish. Someone, did you say group on tacos as well? <laughs> That's what I kid you not. That was exactly my <laughs> thought. Was group on tacos? <laughs> what a I great birthday to me. You know, <laughs> this is why at least Maria is my favorite person here. <laughs> thank you. All right, friends. I got a couple questions for you. You know what I think it's time for? What time is what? it? A two-question interview. It's the two-question interview. Bum, bum. All right, friends, for our two-question interview today, let me ask you if you could change the ending of any TV show, movie, or video game, what would you change? Has there ever been a big upset for you that you're like, this was garbage, this needs to not have happened, he should never have ended up with her? Oh, this is such a loaded question. I thought it would be. I feel... I don't know. This is not really a nerdy show, but I think everyone kind of agrees with me. But with How I Met Your Mother, that was just the dumbest ending I've ever experienced of anything I mean, in my life. You have to be careful when you say everyone because I don't care about How I Met Your Mother. Well, yeah. everyone that's ever been invested in How I Met Your Mother okay. is like unanimously agree. It's a funny show. That so, it's just so what dumb. What was the... I never watched the ending. I okay, watched all of How I Met Your Mother except the ending. Spoiler alert, but like also it's been a while. So if you haven't watched it... <laughs> the statute just, of limitations is more than it's, over. It's over. So um, basically, obviously, the whole situation of like the show is Ted telling his kids, hey, this is How I Met Your Mother. Long story short, he meets the woman that is their mother, right? It's not Robin, which is already a mistake in the first Boo. place. However, she then passes away. Maria Hill. Very young. And then he ends up with Robin anyway, even though Robin at that point in the show had married Barney. Yep. And it was, they got divorced because what happened was with the original casting of the children, like um, David Henry, who was one of the, his kids, they, they recorded the ending at the beginning of the show. So they wrote the ending before they let the characters develop and grow and like, you know, have their own lives and like, you know, explore those possibilities outside of just Ted marrying Robin because that was the first joke in the whole show. Ha <laughs> ha. It was just dumb and cheap and horrible. So so they actually, they didn't give you the kind of fan service ending of him ending up with Robin because they'd already kind of disqualified that Robin was not the kid's mother. Like the no, first no. episode. But, then, but yeah. then they circle back around and said, oh, but we're still going to give you the fan service ending. Which is weird. Yes, and the reason they did it, because like the kids, they had like the one part of the kid, they could have rewritten this easily, I'm sure. But the kids were like, well, why didn't you like go chase Robin? Like, why not? Why not? And that was like his own thing. And he was like, oh, you guys are right. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> Dumb. So in an alternate universe somewhere, in the what if universe, who would hit who how would you have changed it? Why did the mom have to die in the first place? Second of all, why couldn't Barney and Robin stay together? Because they were great. They were the perfect pair. All of it was dumb. So in your what if scenario, 
the mom lives. Yes. Robin and Barney are still together. Yes. And it's and then um, legendary. <laughs> Legend. Wait for it. Dairy. Dairy. I'm oh, sorry. There's some. There's some people that are lactose intolerant. They don't appreciate that joke. <laughs> I'm one of them. You gotta. What's a show that you would want to change? Uh, I know for me, and this is gonna be a really hot take that a lot of people will not agree with. Hot take. I like the ending of Stranger Things season one. I like that Steve ends up with Nancy at the end of it because it's like you don't expect that to happen. But then I got really mad when Steve didn't end up with Nancy at the end of season two and three. Well, two mostly because he had redeemed himself because he had fought for the kids. He was protecting the kids. Steve ended up with Dustin, though, so, you know. Yeah, because that's not bad. But he like he's so he's so alone now. So you the, And he got Robin as a friend. But I was like, that was another thing. I was like, oh, because he, he, he so everybody gets Robin. a con- conciliatory Robin. <laughs> that, you know, Ted gets Batman a Robin. Batman gets Robin. Steve gets a Robin. Batman gets a Robin. <laughs> well, no, Steve doesn't. Steve doesn't get a Robin because she, she, she doesn't like him. Womp <laughs> womp womp. So who gets who gets a barb? That's what I want to know. <laughs> the Demogorgon. Mm. <laughs> Alexander. <laughs> I think the, the the answer that has to be given is Lost because Lost was just Ooh. like, uh, but uh, but I don't even know that I want to spend it on Lost because I don't know how they would do it better. So I want to take it back and change the entire ending of Scrubs and oh. eliminate the entire like fake last season. Oh. So okay. I'm, so with that being said, now that I've gotten the easy ones off the table, I'm gonna jump back and say I don't know my answer yet. So what do you what do you got, Alexandra? I don't know that I've ever been invested enough in a show to not like the ending. Wow. What about a movie? And it doesn't even have to be the ending. Like maybe like a a different part of the show or something like that. Like a character. I don't I guess it has to be the ending. At least Marty said the ending. I wish. Listen, I love New Girl, (laughs) but I wish they would have ended it sooner. I agree. I think it was really good whenever Jess and Nick got together. Sorry, spoiler alert if you haven't seen that, but whenever <laughs> Jess and Nick got together, but then like them breaking up and then him going on to be like this whole like why was Megan Fox <clears throat> even necessary? Right. Like I love Megan Fox. I'm sorry, y'all like, can fight Megan me. Megan Fox was a new girl? Y'all can fight me. Yeah. Yeah, one season Reagan. Jess buys a Volkswagen Beetle and it turns out to be Bumblebee and a whole <laughs> thing happens. And um, she meets Jonah Hex. But just honestly, there was just a lot of after Jess and Nick got together and then broke up. So much of it was just sudden, a, like unnecessary plot line. And then they ended up getting together anyway. And Nick becomes this like author for these really dumb books. And it just like was so unnecessary. I liked that it ended with the with a classic Winston mess around. <laughs> with a classic Winston. Mess ah, around. classic Winston. Nefri, you got a thought? Yeah, so I recently watched all of Zoe 101. <gasps> tell me. And the tell entire me your final season, Chase was in England and yeah. Zoe was in California. And I'm like, why can't Chase just come back to California? And they try to replace him with this other dude. And it's like, I don't want him. I want Chase to be here. My follow-up question for Neff is why were you spending your time watching <laughs> Zoe? No. no, 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 no. I am on your side. I wish to rewatch it too. But also then it ended abruptly. You just learned why the other day. Uh, objection. Yeah. Answer the question, Neff. <laughs> <laughs> why was I watching Zoe? Okay, so when I was a kid, I saw this episode of Zoe 101, just a single episode. And it was like the season two premiere. And it was like this whole thing where Zoe and Chase have like this will they, won't they? 
day thing throughout mm-hmm. the whole first season. Right. And so at the end, at the beginning of the second season, Zoe's like, "All right, I'm going to tell Chase we're all back from from summer. We're all meeting back up. I'm going to tell Chase that I, that I love him. I'm going to ask him if he loves me." And she goes into his room to go. And he's like, "Chase, uh, I need to ask you something." And she walks in. <gasps> yes. And he's, he's kissing, kissing another, another girl. I remember. And this I was episode. like. The this amount of energy has, encha- has changed my entire thought process on what Zoe 101 is. So I went back to watch it as an adult and holds up. It was good. Holds up. It was good. Although Chase should not have been replaced the entire final season, which made I do me mad. Agree. But the last movie, the last like episode that was like a 90 minute movie, I thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> so they kind of tied it all up, which made the little extra thing they made a couple years ago didn't make any sense because they got together at the end of it but whatever i would change that probably <laughs> well that was like before that happened i think because they made it in the time capsule mm-hmm. you know there was like a time capsule like little video that like i guess dan schneider like shot like years ago when they were shooting the show of chase being like oh, i gotta tell zoe i gotta tell zoe or whatever because like something happened i don't remember what the video was zoe, about. zoe was about t- talking about her friends and how she felt about them ah uh, yes and then chase watches it not realizing at least money you got to take control of this why are we talking about zoe this is like 13 because minutes. Deep it lore. pleases me there's but, deep lore <laughs> but we address that there is a dissatisfaction that is unanimous in this room uh-huh. we address the representative from the north with <laughs> with the ending of zoe 101 um julie Leah, did you have any thoughts on something you changed additionally? Was that the end of your thoughts? Or were oh, you just no, going to continue your rampage of Zoe 101? Oh, no. That was it with How I Met Your Mother. All right. Continuing. Uh, follow-up question for you all. What was a nexus moment in your life where one thing would have changed, everything would be completely different about you? So I grew up Catholic. The reason this is important to the story is I went to a private Catholic school growing up. Ew. And... <laughs> What? Anyways, that's where I learned to love Jesus and all these things. And I wanted to continue going to Catholic school because I didn't know there was such a thing as just a Christian school. I don't know. So I wanted to go to Bishop more. I ended up not going there. I ended up going to a school called Boone. And that's where I met my best friend. That is me. Yes. So um, that was, she sounds very excited about it. She said it was but had I, my, the reason my mom was like, you should not go to your first like public school in college. That's crazy. So you're going to go to Boone. And I said, oh, mom. And then it was a great decision. Fantastic. Alexandria. Um, when I was in 10th grade, my friend told me about a youth group event. And I was like, I don't really want to go. And she was like, but they're giving away an iPod touch. And I was like, Okay, yeah, I want to go. So I went to try to win this iPod Touch. Did you win it? I did not. But Jesus Um, won your heart. But I remembered the pastor and the pastors who I contacted when I was 20. If I had never gone to that, I never would have met him and I never would have given my life to Jesus or met you guys. Oh, wow. Did you ever get an iPod Touch, though? After that, um... I don't know, actually. I can't remember. It's okay. Salvation is better, ne? <laughs> uh, I had a point, and then I walked it back a little bit, and I found a deeper point. And, <laughs> uh, so it was uh, going... There was an event when I was in uh, high school. Uh, I was in ROTC, and we went to this thing called Blue Angels uh, every year. And you had to group up in like big groups of like four. And so I went with one of my classmates, and he had picked the other members of the group, and one of them uh, happened to be a young man by the name of Blake Ricard, who I had never met up to that point. And uh, this young man uh, ended up becoming my very best friend in the whole wide world, and he actually brought me to this church, which led me down, like, led me farther into my faith journey, which 
ended up me being where I am today. So with that, if I had never gone to that event or if I had never met that person uh, who introduced me to Blake, you know, we might not have, not have ever even known each other. What would have happened? Like, I, like I love that we're kind of talking about these moments that are that shifted us into where we are. But undo those things. Like, what would have happened if you didn't? I, I would. Like, I would, where would you be if you hadn't? If I hadn't, I I would have never come to this church. And there was then no, what? Where would you? I, mean, I know what you wouldn't have done. But I'd what, be a Methodist. Would you? <laughs> 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 or a Baptist, something like that, family stuff. But uh, I don't, I don't, I honestly have no idea. Probably going to, probably being a uh, uh, criminal psychologist or something right now, because that's what I was thinking about going to school for at the time. But then that trajectory changed. Alexandria, I think I honestly, I think about this all the time. Like if I hadn't, like if those things hadn't built up, I probably would be like a drug addict in and out of rehab or dead i genuinely like don't know where i would be if it weren't for jesus wow that's that's good that you found him then i'm really glad you're here and i love you i love you oh that's awesome tony do you have anything do you have anything do you have anything (laughs) (laughs) who's the host here tony i was just trying to buy myself some time to think of something um well if i had him at least naughty I would be a miserable mess of a human because she makes my life better and I meditate on that and pray on that actually quite often. I don't know if I ever tell you that, but um, it could make me cry if I think about it too much. I love you. Are you I saying love that, you too. that Lise Mati is your favorite person here? Tony, what do you have? What was your next <laughs> situation? Don't try to deny it. We all know. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, Okay, oh, so <laughs> so it's funny how those moments in your life that become turning points are not always good moments. They're not always like moments of like, oh, I'm so glad this great thing happened because that was what uh, set me on the right path. I, when I was in second grade, my mom uh, left my dad. They subsequently got a divorce, and it was a very unpleasant. Uh, un- and what led up to it was unpleasant, I'm sure, for for both of them. Um, but it, it led to a maybe one of the worst seasons of my life, kind of. Um, we were in hiding for a little bit and then I kind of got kicked back and forth a little bit for a couple years and it was just a really rough and um, lonely and and upsetting kind of season in my life and when I look back at it like when I put myself in in like little seven-year-old me's shoes and the feelings and the, the, the things that I was going through like I just didn't I didn't like it I wouldn't wish that on on, on any little kid it was just a really tough time but without question, um, because of that, I ended up going, it, it put me in the position, it put me in the, the location where I needed to be, um, where I, I, again, going down the same path that some of you guys have done, where, where I would end up meeting Jesus, where I would end up becoming a Christian. There was zero chance outside of the intervention of God. There was zero chance given my upbringing, given my environment, given my trajectory, that that's where I, I that I would have found myself there on my own. But it, it and in what would only be called like kind of like a random right place at the right time moment, um, God intervened in my path, kind of, you know, pulled the switch and changed the train track a little bit. And none of that would happen. I would not have been where I was when I was there had it not been because of the really unpleasant and uncomfortable uh, decisions that my parents had made. So again, it was maybe the worst going for, I mean, second grade to eighth grade. So like that six year window of my life was just filled with a lot of trials and chaos and and, uh, upset feelings, but it led me right 
into the arms of Jesus. And now that six years is not even a blip on my emotional radar. Uh, but what he's done in my life uh, has changed me forever. So that's uh, that's definitely my nexus moment. I feel the exact same way for a long time. Well, really growing up was kind of rough for me for a lot of reasons that I don't need to really go into. But I identify with what you were saying, Tony. I think that a lot of people, when things go bad, they will ask, well, how can you still follow Jesus if X, Y, Z has happened to you? And I often think about that very differently than most people would because I had such a hard time growing up. And when I found Jesus, he was like my person, like my only person, really. And I think it's just really cool that we could have like not the same story you and I and like anybody else that's listening that's gone through the same situation Mm -hmm. but that um, sometimes the hardest times in life are what bring you to God and that's something I wouldn't change I can be like oh it was horrible what happened but like I wouldn't change it because it's what got me to God yeah yeah no I mean I think I personally like I just I mean that's so relatable like you said to everyone I think we all go through those kind of moments of like this was a big trial but there was redemption in that and um i mean before not to pick like the low bearing fruit there but obviously we know i'm not from here and i that was a big transition you know coming from puerto rico over here but as a 17 year old who was just so secretly so far from god you know i mean just completely disconnected completely empty and desperate and angry and you know my mom was going through chemo and my brother was going through all of this stuff and there was just so much unraveling in my home and in my heart and so little faith left inside of me before the big decision came to like remove ourselves and kind of you know start somewhere new and and find better things for us for the family but I just think back to this one night specifically, you know, driving home from school. I had had like an argument with my best friend and I was just angry that everything in my life was just such a mess. And all of the teenage angst that um, one feels at 17. And um, my mom just asked me, she's like, would you want to move? Like, would you want to just like, I don't know, go somewhere like and she like named Florida at random. And I was like, yes, let's leave tomorrow. Let's leave tomorrow. And according to her, that was the big decision maker and that I was the one that pulled the trigger on everything. But I think about that and I think about how um, that moment, it was just all the anger and all the frustration and all the hurt. And I remember praying in my room, um, like just crying to God and telling him, like, I just feel so alone and desperate. And I don't know if you're there and I don't know if you're real. And I'm sorry if you are real and you're mad at me for not believing you're real. But if we can just get out of here and I can just have like a second chance, I'll do better. I'll try harder. And a couple months later, we're in Florida and we're moving in on Conway Road and we drive past this church and we come over and uh, Tony Talavera, you know, sucks my sister and I into his youth group. And um, I I certainly do suck. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I just the person that I was was just such a shell of the person of who I am now and I just think you know what if you know things had been different or that option hadn't been presented what if we had stayed or I don't know I don't know where my faith would be or where I would be Um, I've certainly grown so much under the leadership I've had here so I don't want to think what Lismati would be like in a universe without a, a Pastor Tony a sanctuary church 
or even in Orlando, Florida, I've gotten a Julia, Yay. all of the things I've gotten here. So I am very thankful, but clearly Julia is your favorite person here. I do love me a Julia. I what? love you guys. I love all of you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we would all kind of suck a bit then if things had been any different. Yeah. 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 Man, talk about a what if scenario here. We went right for like the emotional content right up in the front. Normally we build to that. No, no. We ripped the band-aids off here tonight. <laughs> we get those deep cuts. When but um, Marie's in charge. <laughs> <laughs> She's always been in charge. What do you mean? I, I like the salt in the wounds. But yeah, if you, we would love to know what your answers would be to those questions. Yeah. So if you want to go ahead and just, you know, let us know what your thoughts are on that. You can hit us up on social media. Julia, you want to tell them how they can do so? Yes. You can connect with us across all of the social medias. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube wow, at Nerd of Godcast. You can visit our website and official store at www.nerdofgodcast.com. Or come join the conversation in our online life group, the Nerd of God Squad. Search for us on Facebook or jump directly there by going to www.nogsquad.com. That's the Nerd of God Squad on Facebook. Share some memes and live your dreams. I felt like I was on the prices right. This was just all presented <laughs> in a careful package. Thank you. I loved it. It's very intentional. All right. Well, we're going to be moving on to some fun stuff. But before that, let's go ahead and take a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice to be able to get in on a cryptocurrency or NFT before they go boom? What if you created your own? What if we created it for you? Well, we can't do that. But what we can do is give you the idea. Hi, I'm Ali Ali Oxenfree for the Hypothetical Corporation, otherwise known as Hypeco. We specialize in creating ideas and innovations that aren't real and don't exist because, you guessed it, they're purely hypothetical. Here's how it works. We create hypothetical situations or objects like what if Abraham Lincoln rode a basking shark into the Battle of Gettysburg? I don't know, but now we can sell that purely hypothetical idea as an NFT. What if there was a monetary system where the world traded not with dollar bills, but with empty yogurt containers? Bam! You got yourself a purely hypothetical cryptocurrency. We have gathered some of the most creative minds in the whole world's insane asylums because those people have ideas nobody else has. They create, we send it to you, and you hype the hypothetical. I know what you're thinking, but Ollie, what if someone made these things not hypothetical anymore? Well, hypothetically, someone could create or recreate these ideas in real life, sending our business spiraling. I'd lose my job, my wife would take the house and the kids, and leave me out on the street to live out my days collecting empty yogurt containers. But that's all hypothetical. So call us now at our hypothetical corporation phone number, or reach out to us online on our Hypothetical Corporation website. We may or may not have operators standing by. The Hypothetical Corporation. Do we exist? I don't know. Do we? Neff, do we pay you? Uh, not, not enough. Not enough. Right. And now it's time for Silly Jokes with Julia, the part of the show where Julia comes out and tells a silly joke. Ayo, hey, you guys, did you know that a cheese factory exploded in France? What? No. Debris is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Silly Jokes with Julia. 
Join us next time when Julia says... I'm worried about my uncle. He's obsessed with owning every Beatles album on vinyl. He needs help. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. That was beautiful, Julia. We pay you too much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Alexandria, do you have any fun stuff for us, my friend? Oh, you bet I do. I'm sure you do. I have got the best thing ever. All right, guys. In our last round of the best thing ever, we had the legendary Sam and Frodo against everyone's favorite pair, Han and Chewie. We'll see if they're everyone's favorite pair. This was hard. This was I do, really I hard. I couldn't even bring myself to vote because I have reasons why I want to pick Sam and Frodo, but I can argue that Han and Chewie are a better duo. What do you guys think? How do you guys think it panned out? God, I don't even know. I, uh, I know who two of these people are. So. Who are the two wait, that you know? Wait, 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 it would be amazing if she knows one from each. Sam, 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 Sam and Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, without further ado. Oh, gosh. I'm yeah, so excited to share with you. That's 60 to 40. Oh. Ooh. Taking the prize as Sam and Frodo. I knew this would oh, happen. Yeah. I'm so excited. It makes sense. Sam I'm not happy. Genuinely the best. They have better speeches. I'm happy for half of them. Well, that's just because <laughs> Chewbacca can't talk. Oh, wow. Well, fair enough. And yet I we mean, are so does. clearly aware of his devotion, just, therefore making them but who, superior. Who has the cutest? I think so. Listen, Lisa Money, I don't think you're wrong. Like, like Sam, when, when their adventure was over, Sam and Frodo parted ways. Frodo went off into the east with the elves. Sam went back to the Shire and presumably, I don't know, read a book. And, and, but, but like, Chewie was with Han all, all the, the way. way. And, then, and then after Han died... Like Chewie kept the Falcon, he kept the legacy going. Like he, he, you know. Partner. There is no more faithful companion than your pooch, and <laughs> Chewbacca was Han's pooch. <laughs> but Tony, but between Chewbacca and Samwise, who has the cuter family? Chewbacca. <laughs> Ew, no. Have you seen Lumpy? He's adorable. Yes, but he's got that weird Ooh, grandpa. The heck is Lumpy? Yeah. <laughs> Fake news. We don't talk about the Star Wars holiday special here. <laughs> We can take this passion into <laughs> next week's best thing ever oh, yeah, by deciding will it be Troy and Abed <gasps> oh. versus. Oh, this is the semifinals. This is yeah, the semifinals. The oh. Holy crap, yeah. a hat. Dang. We're going to take this passion and argue out is it Troy and Abed versus Kirk and Spock? Oh, Troy and Abed. murder me. It's, it's got to be Kirk and Spock, It's going to be Kirk and Spock. Yeah, what do you mean? No, I think it's Correct. Troy and Abed. Why would it be Troy and Abed? Because I know who they are. <laughs> I've never seen a single, well, I won't say that. I've seen a couple episodes of Community. It's I've never good. seen a single episode of whatever Spurk and Spurk. Spurk. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like their, their couple's Spurk. name? I can't say the other one. Wait, you can't do the other one. So You know you know what's funny? I've seen more Star Trek than I have. No, no, Neff, you're grounded. You're grounded. (laughs) You guys can make your vote on whether it will be Troy and Abed or Spock and Kirk Mm. at the nerdofgodcast.com. Thank you, Alexandria. Hurting my heart on this one. Mm. 
Okay, well, you know, tonight tonight's theme is is what if, and we're existing in a world where in, instead of Lismati leaving us to pursue higher education at the end of Nerdogodcast <laughs> season five, uh, what if Lismati stayed on? The balance of power shifted, and she became the host of the show. Well, obviously, the first one to die would be Stephen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Seems probable. And and her Correct. her uh, you know absolute iron fist would would grasp onto the the power control seat. Uh, right away. Julia would become her enforcer. Uh, Alexandria would become her minister of uh, of propaganda and Neff and I would become, what, her pets? I'm not sure. Absolutely. I don't get fed enough. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but we're man, we're so grateful. Thank you, first off, Lisa Mati, for being with us tonight. Thank Yay. you for having me. Anytime you deign to, to come and, and be with us plebeians. It's, I um, love to join, especially when I'm given the power. It's <laughs> <laughs> all it takes is the little a little intoxicating power. Um, so so there's this show that's coming out on Disney Plus. It should be out on like any day now once yeah. this comes out. Called What If? You guys have have you seen the promos for this? Have yes. you heard of this? this what if awesome. I had? I would know what we're talking about. Wait, what, what is it? Oh. Wait, what if? That? What if is the show? It's an animated MCU television show where they recreate certain moments from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but with with a small tweak to their to their storylines that change everything. For instance, what if uh, instead of Peter Quill being taken by the Ravagers and Guardians of the Galaxy, T'Challa went and became Star Lord? So, or what if instead of Steve Rogers getting the Super Soldier Serum, Peggy Carter got the Super Soldier Serum? So there's mm. there's all kinds of That's different. Interesting. So they're retelling these stories, but they're retelling them with some kind of a twist that makes them like, oh, so it's what if it's based on a comic book series that came out in the late '70s and the '80s, and I think it's still running occasionally now, where they would take these big moments in the Marvel universe and they would say, but what if the black suit, the symbiote, actually did take over Peter Parker, or uh, what if uh, Daredevil wasn't blind, or what? And they would go through all the different things. So, um, what the, if Daredevil wasn't blind? Mm-hmm. What? I don't even know. What if the Hulk wasn't what incredible? What would be of the world? What if the Hulk was was only okay? Yeah, the okay <laughs> Hulk. <laughs> the okayest of all the heroes. No one ever, no one ever asked how he is. Don't make Shane me moody. Is. You wouldn't like me when I'm moody. <laughs> uh, just eat a Snickers, Hulk. Get over <laughs> it. Literally me always. <laughs> I don't know. It's thing. funny that you said that because when I was saying in my brain, I could only picture Joe Pesci being the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> I amuse you. I, almost I make said, you laugh. Don't make me Pesci. You wouldn't like me when I'm Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, they did release a rap album then. It, so when we, we go there and we talk about all of our... T- he did release a rap album. The, the, I have the Joe Pesci album right next to my Macho Man Randy Savage yes. rap album. Right next like- to MC Scat Cat, the, the, <laughs> the cartoon cat that was in Opposites Attract with Paula Abdul oh. in my obscure rap album collection. There you go. Yeah. Lil Joe's all right. Who? Joe Pesci. I, I, I came up... Listen, so I, I wanted to... Sometimes I come up with ideas, and I, I want to design like T-shirts and things like that. I'm going to speak this one out into the universe, okay? Um, and and it's a it's a T-shirt idea, and it's got um, Dory from Finding Nemo on there. Right. Do you, guys, do you guys know what kind of fish Dory is? A blue fin. Uh, not a blue fin. No, th- she's not. A, she's not a dolphin. Have you ever seen Finding Nemo? <laughs> <laughs> she is blue, and she has a yellow. She's fin. a uh, blue uh, blue Gale. fish. She is a blue tang. 
I was close hey. enough. I don't drink that. No, no. <laughs> and why would you? <laughs> if it's not good enough for the astronauts, it's not, not good enough for me. I just wanted to make a, a picture of Dory on a t-shirt, like dressed up like a rapper and say, Blue Tang is forever. <laughs> I would pay so much Whoa. money for that. Oh. Why would you share that with everyone? Okay. Patent pending. All right. <laughs> Wait, share that with the hypothetical. Hypothetically. No, I need this to be real. Okay. I need it to be. All right, I'm going to make a Blue Tang is Forever shirt. Uh, uh, blue Tang fish ain't nothing to mess with. That's all I'm saying, right? Blue Tang <laughs> is Forever. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 I'm dead. It's yeah, amazing. But so all these like what if moments that, that have happened that we can explore and all the things that we talked about earlier on in our lives that like if this would have happened, everything would have changed. So many things in our stories that are essential. Um, what if your life was in a different place. What if you were born in another country? Mm, I think about that a lot. Would I even be me? Would you? No. What if you were born in a different decade? Oh, oh no, I would Like in survive. our um, murder mystery episode. Okay, so we're, you're going to shift the, your birth year mm -hmm. by a decade in one direction or the other. Can um, I go to the future? You can, no, you, you, you can go in, in one... You can go... From the time, from current times, mm -hmm. all the way back through the 20th century. That's the rule. So any mm -hmm. decade in the 20th century, if you were born in uh, 1996, uh, you could be born in 86, 76, 56, 26. I'll go with 80. Right. I think, yeah, 86 feels safe. 87. 86 feels safe. Yes. I don't so, want to go back far enough that, like, you don't have the internet. Like, the wars, and the wars, no medication, like, for like people getting sick. You know what I mean? Okay, like, this is this is a bad reason for this. Oh but no! I guess I would go back to the '80s because I'd only be 15 in 2001, so I couldn't have a job trading at any centers. <gasps> Wait, what? He doesn't want to be in the World Trade Center when it's a. a Attacked by terrorists. Why would you take it to such a dark place like that? Because that's where my mind went. Is like, hey, if you go in the eighty, if you go in the seventies, you're gonna get into business. <laughs> that's like the logical path for now. And we all do remember on September 11th when every businessman in America died <laughs> tragically. Like, you're gonna move to New York now? I would. All those businessmen in, Toco in, in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that just died. <laughs> that day, a long, long time ago. I go to the '80s. I like the music. I can still remember. But if you were born in 1980, in, in what 1986? I like the '90s music. You, you, okay. I think this illustration is well, like, what if I would have never asked this question? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd probably say the '40s. Okay, Ooh, all right. Nick. Born I see in the 40s? that for you. Yeah. So, okay, so got... by the time I'm, you know, early 20s, I'm starting college or just getting out of college. And that's right around the time that uh, they started pulling NASA engineers. Oh. So, so Nick wants so to be part of like the early launches. And stuff. Yeah. Not so hidden figure. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. really cool. I love that answer. Yeah, it's so much more unique than all answer. of ours. That that's because Nick well is smart and he would have thrived. Nick has a purpose and it's not just so he can listen to good music or not, not die. die. <laughs> My answer was going to be the 70s so that I could have cool style in this. 80s. Because okay. I, I love the fashion of the 80s. So I'll tell you this, as, it, as someone who 
who was born in the 70s, okay. not all of us in the 80s were, had cool fashion. Uh, Sometimes we just had like really high tube socks with striped colors on the top of it and really ugly shirts. It's kind it, of a move, pero, though. Alexandria. Did you just like go Spanish on us? No, yes. Because Alexandria has the most amazing fashion sense. So and she, she would have actually only made it work. She would have made the she'd cut. You know what I mean? Like she'd be the she style yeah, pioneer. She would have thrived. She, she would have thrived. thrived. I, honestly, I look at pictures of my mom from when she was like growing up and I was just like, why were your outfits so cool? I want to be you. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Never like had that you. <laughs> Damn shoulder pads, though. Yeah, I guess I wasn't super interested in fashion in the 80s because, I, A, I was a boy, and, B, there were Nintendo games to play, all right? I have things to do. Priorities. Also, Priorities. I also would have saved comic books so I could sell them for millions. No, not, not 80s comic books. Oh, okay. You got to go back to the 40s for that. Oh. And not 90s comic books. Definitely not Definitely 90s not comic books. 90s comic books. All right, so 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 we've we've changed our, our decade. Let's change our location. You have to be born in a different country. What if you were born where? Finland. <laughs> <laughs> she said it was such a enthusiasm. Finland. Finland. You know why I said that? Finland. I don't know. Finland. SpongeBob. Uh, <laughs> okay. Wait, when is SpongeBob? No, Patrick says that he goes. Finland, and then like jumps off. The, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, Patrick. Are you okay? Because you hit with the Franken doodle. Yes. Oh. Finland. She wants to be. She wants to be from Finland so that she can compete in the Eurovision Song Contest. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh, correct. That's it. That's See, it. you made my thing make sense. Thank you. <laughs> I'm here to make everyone's nonsense make sense. It's my spiritual gift. I can't breathe. Neff, you were born in another country. Where were you born? Sweden. So you guess, <laughs> no. Because of the no. red fish, or he just he wants to be neighbors with Julia. He wants to be apparently, because nice they're really? they're uh, neutral. Oh, and the uh, the flag's a big pl- a big plus. What's the flag? <laughs> what oh no, it's a big plus. <laughs> what is this flag? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Oh. Neff, good night, everybody. Uh, to roll credits. <laughs> I think I just spit all over everybody. I'm so sorry. That caught that, that tickled me. That tickled me. Pay extra for the splash zone. <laughs> You're born in another country. Well, at least Monty. Oh my goodness, I don't know. Um, goodness. Everyone thinks you're Indian. Everyone Might does as well go for think that. I'm Indian. I don't, but w- like, where would I want to have been if yes, I had to this been? is purely, uh, yeah. Is there another way to I just choose like, something hypothetically? Okay. I don't know. I want to be porn, like, maybe in the UK. Like, just. <gasps> you would be adorable with a British accent. That's what I was thinking. Oh I my would gosh. be adorable with I, a British accent. Who was that girl? There was, a girl? there was a girl on the British baking show that reminded me so much of you. Like, so, so, so much of you. And she had a British accent. So she would be you with a British accent. I'm going to find her. And I'm gonna show you a picture. Which, oh, okay, yeah. And, and then you, that'll—that's your like your what, the what if the the variant Lise Mati who was born like in the UK. I like that. Alexandria. I think it you're gonna go for Norway and complete this the the whole like the Scandinavian, Scandinavian circle. I, I think I would be born in like the countryside of Japan Ooh. or like somewhere in South Korea. Ooh. Feudal Japan. Wait, still in the 70s or just there and now? Just in general. Okay. I just like both of those countries. Very cool. Very cool. What about you, Tony? Um, I'm too busy looking up um, this woman <laughs> from Mati. the British baking show. Also, from real England. quick, my uh, answer, uh, I said Sweden. I meant to say Switzerland. Oh. So just a heads up. Also, uh, well, she, 
She's very beautiful. You're more beautiful than she's British. You said you're prettier. Wait, wait. Was her baking excellent? Yeah, I think she went to the finals. Yeah, if she that's not Lisa Marie. Lisa Marie won. No. Lee Smoddy no, is not gifted in the uh, She would have called it. She does know how to make good cookies. Lee Smoddy, like alternate universe Lee Smoddy, you can't be British. You have to be from France so that you can learn how to cook. Like French people have like, British people have terrible food, right? And you That's can say, true. Wee, wee. Yeah. True. Like fish and chips. Ew, no. My favorite. They, they just put That's like peas on everything. I don't want to be, like I like, I, I like where I'm from. I don't want to change it. New Jersey? No. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Well, yeah, I know, but this is a what if scenario. Like this is like. <laughs> Plus, uh, Puerto Rico is not, not a not another country. Not another country. country technically. Yeah, Although they did uh, compete separately in the Olympics, which did is they? Cool. Yeah. Did yeah. They? Nobody cares about the middle. Olympics as much as Neff does for <laughs> some reason. I, I love say, the Summer Olympics. It's my favorite thing. Can I just say that Neff? I I woke up randomly very early last week at some point. And I reacted to somebody's message in the Nerd of Godcast group chat. And Neff FaceTimed me at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> I was watching And the US. showed me Wait, the Olympics. Were you up early or were you still awake? Uh, both. <laughs> that's uh, that's yes. sad. Something. I played the fifth. <laughs> what event was it? I think handball. It was oh, handball. Yeah. Like, okay. And handball. fencing. Ooh, fence, cool. fence is cooler than handball. I'll give it to that. What? What is handball? Have you seen beach handball? I don't know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to bear a response. We're moving on. Yeah. Uh, so so did you pick a country? England? Is that what you're going yes, with? Yes. So I All could right. be British baking hottie. British baking hottie. Okay, that's fair. BBH. Uh, I, uh, BB. <laughs> <laughs> Not BBH. I think, I think that it, like, I would like to pick something like Australia or something like that. But I, think, I, think, I love Australian accents. But, uh, but, and that's, that feels like really good. Like Become to be a Australian. Player. You could have uh, met Steve Irwin. I could have been Steve Irwin. Ooh. <laughs> Crikey. Oh. So, uh, what a beauty. All right. So for the rest of the night, we're going to be our what if personalities. And you have to talk like the country that your alternate personality is from. Very good to see you. It's Lee Erickson there. Hinga dinga That was amazing. Neff goes full Swedish chef on us. Pretty fluid to Good SpongeBob references. It's kind of racist for me to use an Asian accent. I'm not going to. No, That's but you could, you could do like all the kawaii kind of, you know. He's a ducky mash. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm already, oh, no. Right. Senpai. Well. Uh. Senpai <laughs> noticed. Senpal noticed me. <laughs> Senpai loved me. <laughs> right. Well, in this what if scenario, or, um, I'd like for us to. That is uh, not how obnoxious Australian accents are. I don't know how obnoxious it is. I'm, ah, you got me jumping over to British now. <laughs> yeah. I'm They're very magically <laughs> delicious. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm very neutral on the subject. <laughs> right. Well. <laughs> right. 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 Crikey. You got to say it again. I should throw some shrimp on the body. <laughs> you got to do your O's like R's. Like, yeah, I'm not clear. The condensation. Oh, no. There's no more R's. Oh, no. No margaritas <laughs> like those tacos. <laughs> Wait, we're back to tacos. I just like a caraca carola. Well, uh. I guess if we consider in the uh, the ramifications of uh, a what if scenario, if we were all from different countries, we were all born in different decades, 
I suppose we'd have to think about what would our life be like if we didn't have Jesus? I mean, we talked about it before. We know that Alexander would be dead. Oh, no. It wasn't softened by the accent. <laughs> I think it made it more shocking. No, like, so so think of, so this is this would be my thought. I would wonder what a person would think. Like if you're a Christian and you thought, what would my life be like if I didn't have Jesus? We That's could all scary. we could all think about the scariness. But imagine this. Imagine a scenario where a an unsaved person, mm-hmm. like an, a non Christian person, thought, What if I did know Jesus? What if I did have a relationship with Jesus? Would they have seen enough from the Christians that they know, from the churches that they have exposure to, from the believers that are in their sphere of influence, would they have seen enough to make a compelling argument that if they were to seriously imagine, what if I was a Christian? Would it be something that they would go, huh, that actually doesn't seem too bad? I think that's an interesting question. And I think... I, I mean, I'm on social media often. I'm a young person. Uh, and I see people like pointing the fingers at any which group for any circumstance whatsoever. But a lot of the ways I see Christians depicted, at least on social media, um, is quite unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. It's quite unfortunate. And it, it hurts my heart because I think uh, we've talked about it before on this podcast, but like the idea that... Um, people have been hurt by the church right which is us and I think I don't know like if you didn't know any Christians that were otherwise and you just saw what you saw on TV or like on like Facebook or whatever it'd be really I think challenging for someone to see Jesus in how we're depicted yeah I mean, even even today, I saw it was trending on Twitter. Um, oh no! The Westboro Baptist Church was um, oh, protesting no. a Foo Fighters concert. Really? Foo yeah. Fighters? I know. And then Dave Grohl and his band drove by and sang them BG songs. Oh. Politely, he didn't he didn't say anything bad about them. He said, "I love you guys. It's, it's about love, right?" And like, I hope, like, I'm like, yeah, it is. But they're not gonna say it, and I hate that because they're not gonna say it. They're so mean. It's like that's Dave Grohl. I hope you get it. I hope you know that we love you, Dave Grohl. Jesus loves you, Dave Grohl. <laughs> <laughs> like, because I feel like everybody. I want Dave Grohl to know Jesus. Yeah, me That'd too. Be so I love epic. Dave Grohl. He seems like such a cool person. But yeah. like, but when you have people interact with him like that, and they give off this a certain hateful image of Jesus, then people who don't know Jesus or have never known Jesus, and that's all they know, is seeing that. They assume that that's what all Christianity is like. All Christians are like. My TikTok algorithm has finally turned to where it's not showing me booty people all the time. Like it's not showing me people with their cleavage all hanging out. When I first, <laughs> when I first logged on to TikTok, that's what got, it does. We me got our nerdy podcast TikTok. It was all just people twerking and and not covering up their nether bits. Kind of the worst, right? It, and, and I'm like, I don't want to watch this. And Julia said, no, you got to just like fix things the and, and fix the algorithm. And you're right. So now all my TikTok shows me. Like, it just seems like it's a, a nonstop stream of Christian TikToks that are all the worst. Yeah. They're all the worst. And yep. it shows me a lot of, like, fundamental independent Baptist churches and with the, the preachers that are screaming on there, screaming on there. I don't know why these people in these churches listening to this demon rock and roll music and the beats let the devil get into their rectum and their women don't wear dresses and their men got long hair, look like some kind of weak, lead, limp, wristed, sissified people and they don't 
even read the King James Bible. And it's like, dude, like <laughs> that was like, amazing. Like, nobody's read the King James Bible in thirty-five years. But it's like, bro, like that's like, like, like where it, it, it's. Dave Grohl gets it. It's all about the love, right? Yes. And I just see so many Christians that have nothing to do with love. I was in a conference last week, and John Maxwell, who is, I mean, widely regarded not only within the church but in the, in the business world as one of the most influential and effective leader coaches in the world, and he talked about this past year during our, our COVID pandemic and how disappointed he was at the lack of leadership demonstrated by the church during that time, that so many Christians in this country became divided by tangent issues like uh, how to take sides on masks or no masks and elections and uh, whose lives matter instead of using this as an opportunity when everybody in the world has a need to serve and love and meet the need. And we totally, and I shouldn't say totally like everybody, but as a unit, churches drop the ball on that. And I think we're going to be paying the price for it for a very long time. I don't want my what if scenario. Like, what if we went back to the beginning of COVID and the church decided to respond in a way that helped people and blessed people? And I'm not saying that churches didn't. I mean, our church even, uh, we fed so many people that were struggling with food insecurity. I mean, we did what we could do. But what if the church didn't make it about who did or didn't get elected and we we chose to make it about like how can we help our neighbors mm. instead of screaming about what people are wearing or what people are listening to or what version of the bible they're reading we actually lived what version of the bible we're reading mm. and and did something about it but that's a what if because you know what the last 18 months are gone yeah. and we don't get to what if it we got to live with what we what what did yeah happen so what are you going to do with your life today what are you gonna do with your life moving forward so that when you look back on tomorrow from your future, will what you do be the I should have, I could have, I would have, or will it be a I did? And that's that, that I think it's a challenge of something that we have to choose to do every single day. Yeah, um, I was reading a book. It's called, I think it's called Finish, and I'll see who the author is one second. John Acuff. John Acuff, right. And he's talking about, um, you know, how to finish things. He had, I guess, written a book, or there was a book written. I about. started, I started that book, and I did not finish it. No. Legitimately, I know, oh I'm terrible. The irony. But no, it started. It started off because his like whole original concept was, um, the hardest thing is starting. The hardest thing is starting. And he realized, no, people start things all the time. We have parties for starting stuff. Yeah, but mm-hmm. we like, there's like a lot of not a lot of follow through. Mm-hmm. And I guess my response to what you were saying and why that's relevant in my mind is that if you feel like you're starting too small start anyway like the book talked about like the real kicker of like whether or not you're gonna be successful at going after something is um what you look like and what your response is the day after you fail so um like he's talking about like if you were gonna go like exercise every day or whatever and like you fail one day is your response gonna be oh i'll just uh hmm, i guess i'll start again next week like this week's already ruined or are you going to be like, okay, no, I'm going to... Since I ate one potato chip, I should just eat, eat the next all. three bags. Right. And it's just like this catapult effect. But um, having more like grace and patience with ourselves, I think, would be a good place to start. Not to say that we need to start and already be at the peak performance. But I think 
a lot of my growth in Christianity and like in my faith and relationship with God has been small daily steps mm. or um, seeking something. And as something that at least Madi has said to me before is God like honors your efforts. Um, and so I think when you make an effort and you feel like this whole huge call, like maybe it's maybe a little discouraging to you, like, oh, I can't change the world because you can't, God can, but he can use you. Um, and it doesn't have to be like you're doing it alone. So I think linking up as a church and making a difference would be a place to start. Lise, sorry, Lise Mati, can you unpack the, the, the God honors your efforts? Yeah, I think, um, you know, we get so discouraged sometimes, like you were just saying, um, when we mess up or with failure, I know at least for me personally, I, I'm such a harsh critic of myself and so hard on myself when I feel like I've dropped the ball on something and I've had to kind of train myself to understand, you know, in your spiritual walk, um, you know, God sees when you're trying and he sees when from the honesty of your heart you are you're you're making an effort to pursue him or to adjust something or to lean into him more and right. even if you have failed at some capacity or fallen short or reached like a road bump that doesn't diminish the fact that you started and that you're trying and God sees that and it's not just about you know oh god did i do enough did i make you happy enough have i because you're never gonna there's never gonna be a point where you've done enough like god deserves more than we'll ever be able to give him but he sees the efforts you make and he sees the small decisions and the honesty of your heart even in your sin and in your shortcomings he honors the truth of what's inside of you and your desires to please him and the desire to take a first step and even yeah. if your first step is a small step it's monumental to him so don't sell yourself short or diminish what you're doing because god honors every bit of effort you make yeah, yeah. the, the only uh, one of the servants that got rebuked in the parable of the talents was the one who did nothing exactly i mean even the one who only had a little and he still did what he could with what he had it was only the one who did nothing that got the rebuke and it's got everything heart. taken from him. And, and now, could you imagine after that moment what his thought process would have been? I mean, talk about what if. Well, like, what if I did do that? What if I would have? It doesn't matter. It's been taken from me now. Wow. And it doesn't matter if it's an insignificant thing. You know, like Julia said, you're not going to change the whole world. Only God can do that. You know, we're it's not our job to even necessarily water or reap, but we do have to be faithful to sow. Yeah. God is the one who who gives the increase. It's like a heart posture. And I think too, whenever you're intentional about what you're doing in every moment, it's not it's not about doing the greatest thing. It's not about being the best or whatever. It's about doing little things with great love what oh, is your yeah. intention behind it what are you like what are you hoping to get out of it other than to love that person and to love god you know if you're in that moment fulfilling the great the two greatest commandments to love god and to love others even if you do a little thing with a great capacity of love then that is you don't know what that's going to change for one person for a community and if every christian does that then how much more is the world going to change because everyone's intentionally doing little things with great love yeah. you can't change the world but god can change the world the world through your intentionality yeah 
And there, there's, it, it reminds me, as you're sharing this, the story of the sheep and the goats. You know, Jesus is talking about, hey, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, all the angels with him, he's going to sit on his glorious throne, and there's going to be the nations are going to be gathered before him. This is in Matthew chapter 25. He said he's going to separate people one from the other as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And, and we've heard this story where Jesus is talking to people, and he says, you know, I want you guys to come in here. You're blessed. You've done all the good things. And then he says to the others, you guys don't get to come in. Depart from me. And the qualifying statement that he says to one group or the other one, he says, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty. You gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. Again, these are the things that we're talking about. There's no level of like, well, what if I would have or what if I didn't? Because they did the thing. And these aren't fancy things. This isn't preaching messages. This isn't healing the sick or raising the dead. This isn't like having a mega church. This isn't paying the largest offering of anyone, you know, like dropping gold in the offering plate. This is, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, you welcomed me. And I was naked, you clothed me. I was sick, you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And the the great thing here is the reaction that the, the wicked were like, well, when did we see you? There's a defensive posture in their question. Like, when did we even see you? And I, like Keith Green did a song probably in like the 70s or early 80s when he kind of dramatizes this a little bit. And he's like, well, when did we see you? Lord, if we would have known it was you, we would have bought you a cheeseburger. Can one of the angels get the Lord a cheeseburger? Like, when did we even see you? That's not even fair. If we'd have known it was you, we would have done it. And Jesus said, well, whatever you did for the least of these, you did for me. Or whatever you didn't do for the least of these. Mm. But I love the reaction of the righteous ones. I love the reaction of the ones that actually do get the reward. They said, when did we see you? When did we see you? Like, it's the same question, but asked in, in a completely different tone because they're like, I mean, of course we were doing these things because it's the right thing to do. It's the way that we honor you. But when do we do it for you? And Jesus said, every time you did it for one of my kids. Every time you did it for somebody that I loved, you did it for me. And they did it. There was no regret. Regret. Whew, what a powerful, cringy, stinging thing regret is. I was like learning about um, Cain and Abel, mm-hmm. right? And how like one offering was acceptable and the other wasn't. And then that's what led to murder. Cool. So um, my question is, someone had would ask the pose the question well what made one offering better than the other and it was like the heart posture that with which it was given like it might have been like the first fruits that was given versus like oh, i guess i'll give something you know what i mean mm. is that like accurate can you back that up scripturally or is that just kind of like that's a, like what someone a, had a like sunday school version of that story a, no like that's not like like written but like when i like had heard about it like yeah. Contextually and like his not historically, um, culturally, culturally, like, yeah, where it came from. That's where the significance was. Is that true? I I don't think so. In okay. my re- in my reading of the text, I think that we project that thing in that that Cain versus Abel. That one was very lackadaisical about their offering, and that one was not. Mm-hmm. I think that Jesus, that God is revealing in Genesis a really big and powerful truth about the nature of what is an acceptable offering right. for them. What's the difference between Cain and Abel's offerings? What do they give? I don't remember them being this, like. You don't remember the specificity of what no, they give? No, I don't. One was a farmer and one was a shepherd. So what do they give? Oh, like food and versus, or like like fruit and vegetables versus like an animal. Is that right so there, there's a story about um, <clears throat> two farm animals that they live on this farm and they're so happy 
on this farm. They just love it. They love the farmer. He takes care of him. He feeds him. Every time he comes out in the morning, they get so excited to see him. They just, ah! they like, we love the farmer. Look at him with his overalls. He's just great. <laughs> and a farmer comes out and he feeds him. And it's a pig and it's a chicken. And they're just talking one day. And the farmer comes out and spreads the seed for the chicken. He's just like, bark, 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 bark. I love the farmer. And then the pig is, you know, gets the slot put in the trough. He's like, farmer's great, you know? And they say, you know what we should do? The farmer's always coming out here and feeding us. We should do something nice for him. Let's make him breakfast. I'll give, I'll give some eggs so the farmer can have a delicious breakfast. And Piggy, you can give him some bacon. And the pig said, whoa, 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 whoa. For you, that's a gift. For me, that's a commitment. Hmm. Two very different levels. Same <laughs> gift, same same idea of what they were giving. They were giving him breakfast, but from one, it was an egg that cost very little. From the other one, it was a bodily sacrifice. Cain and Abel gave, and this has zero with what we're talking about, but that's okay. I like talking about stuff. Uh, Cain and Abel, one gave an offering of grain, and one gave an offering where something had to die. And God was showing us right there in the beginning of Genesis that there was only one way to pay for sin, and that was with blood. He was forecasting Jesus. Wow. And 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 just because one's offering was rejected does not mean that they were rejected, but the pride got in the way. Yeah. And he was so envious and jealous that he felt inadequate that he took it out, resulting in blood. So you have blood on both sides of this thing. You have blood on this side of the altar, which is a sacrifice, and you have blood on this side of the altar, which is the sin. And God is saying, I'm laying two paths before you today. You can choose one. You can accept a sacrifice or you can accept death. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of life is the free gift of Christ Jesus. That's the that's the, the, the split in the roads. And God is saying, if you choose the sacrifice, it will be temporary, but I will send my son to pay the ultimate price. You'll have to sacrifice no more. Just like this cost Adam his son, it too will cost me my son. It's how a bunch of Jewish guys wrote this without knowing that Jesus was coming. So if you want to tell me for a second that the Bible's not super intentional and that it's not absolutely foreshadowing what is to come, like it's Jesus, right? Like it's in there. So so that, that has nothing to do with our show, but that was a freebie. Sorry about it. I was just thinking about it. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that we don't have to live in a posture of regret. I'm grateful for everything that has brought us together. And I know that some of the things that have brought us together have been terrible. They haven't been our, our favorite things. I cried. I cried for weeks when my family made me move to Orlando, Miss Mari. I thought... I didn't want to leave my church. I didn't want to leave my friends. I didn't want to be here. And yet, if I wasn't here, you wouldn't be a part of my life. And I would be less of a, of who I am now because you're not part of my story. And we would not have this podcast. Yeah. We would have never met Alexandria and been her friend since the beginning. Um, everything that I've ever had the opportunity to share with you and to care about with you and to speak into your life would have never happened and everything that you've ever done to lift me up and to partner with me and to love me would have never happened. I will take every pain and every hurt and every disappointment and every frustration that led me to where I am right now because where I am right now is where God can use me the most. And I'm grateful for it. 
and I'm grateful for you. Aww. So, God bless the broken road. Oh, how dare As you? the song how goes. How dare you? How dare you? I set out on a narrow <laughs> many years ago. <laughs> okay, I do have some regrets. <laughs> <laughs> and now I turn it back over to our hostess, Lise Motti. Hostess with the most. Take us home, Amen. Yes. Will you pray for us tonight? I will gladly. Dear Jesus, Heavenly Father, we we love you, Lord. We worship you. We thank you, God, for the perfection of who you are and your plan for our lives, Lord, that even though we cannot always see or understand um, the whys of the situations we're in, God, or we might ask the what ifs of the situations, God, um, you're perfect and you know exactly what you're doing and we thank you God that everything you have done has brought us to where we are now God that we could together Lord um, continue to seek you and magnify you and be connected with so many others God as we all work together Lord to just grow in our faith in our love for you and our love for each other and our love for this world God um, help us all to remember Lord that you are in control when we don't see it and when we don't feel it or if we don't understand it, God, and to trust, Lord, that you're going to use us and that you've put us in exactly the place we need to be in to be usable, Lord, and that that is just the beginning because you are always working within us and through us, God. Um, we just thank you for that, for your faithfulness, for the goodness of who you are, for friendship and family, God. We love you and we praise you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Some people had talked about the idea of making like Bible-themed video games where you could play as characters from the Bible. We talked about that. We've, we've talked about that several times on air and, and off the air. And I don't know that I would, like, how do you play a Bible-themed video game where you play as, like, you couldn't be David versus Goliath because Goliath can never beat David. Like, I don't see that there's, like, a what-if scenario. The time event. <laughs> like, I didn't press square. The sling went and now And now the, the children of Israel have all been enslaved by the Philistines. Like, I, I just, there's no scenario where God is involved that things don't work out the way that God intends for them to do. Yeah. There is a level of sovereignty to God that I think should give us a tremendous amount of peace. Although we have accountability and we have responsibility for our choices, God is in control. And there is no what-if scenario where, where God is somehow like, ah, the, the question has been asked, what if Adam and Eve didn't sin? What if they didn't eat the fruit? Someone else would have. Someone else would have. And that's the, that's the thing. We have a, a, a propensity to sin. It's in us always, all the time. And someone would have. And I know that because the word tells me that Jesus is the lamb slain from the foundations of the earth. That gives me comfort because that lets me know that the death of Jesus Christ, his burial and his resurrection was not plan B. Amen. It lets me know that it was an intentional decision that God knew from the moment that he made us that the potential for failure was in us so much so that he created an option for redemption. He yeah. made us knowing we were going to screw him over. Yep. And he still made us knowing it was going to cost him his very life. Wherever you are and whatever you do today, there is no what if God loves you. God loves you. Yes. And if you don't know him and you don't have a relationship with him, ask yourself the question, what if I did trust Jesus? What if I did follow Jesus? I don't want to, I, I don't even say what if I went to church? What if I became a Christian? Because some of those things create bad scenarios. Focus on Jesus. What if I let Jesus love me? What if I lived like he lived? 
I think you're going to like the answer. Well, for all of you guys listening out there, I want to say thank you so much for being with us. Don't forget, as Julia said, to follow us across all the social medias at Nerd of Godcast. If you uh, are listening to us on any of the fine podcast platforms and there's a chance for you to leave a review for us, please leave us a good review. We love stars, especially when they come in fives. So from all of us here at the Nerd of Godcast, for Nick the Engineer. Goodbye. Julia Cameron Colazzo. Adios. Neff. Bye. Alexandria Marka. See you, friends. And my favorite person and the host that carried us through on her shoulder pads, Lise Body Valentin. Make good choices. My name is Tony T. Until next time, we ain't got to go home, but we can't stay here. like the life I want to live. <laughs> I love how we're both in bad moods, but now we're just like jungle creep. <laughs>